organise it. We will speak to the players individually, collectively, and then come kick-off. I'll have to have them ready to go and put in a top performance. Play some good football, but also, you know, work awfully hard. And, yeah, good performance by the players. They're delighted for them. They've got rewards for their hard work. This is the Go Radio Football Show, hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Leanne Crichton. Call now and voice your opinion. 0808 17 17 700. Well, this massive week is underway. Rangers have Malmo, as you know, tomorrow night. Full house at Ibrox. It's a £35 million Champions League qualifier. Look, there's more to come after that, hopefully, but it's huge tomorrow night. And that's on the back of two defeats in four days. The 40-game undefeated league run is over. That's history. We'll hear from Stephen Gerrard, Barry Ferguson, Leanne Crichton in a few moments. Across the city, Celtic scored 10 goals in two wins. It's Europa League qualifiers on Thursday and the protest yesterday before the game against Dundee turned to celebration as the Japanese star Furuhashi, his hat-trick, lighting up what became a 6-0 win against the Dense Parkers. So much else. What's going on? Hibs, Hearts, Aberdeen at the top of the table. Come on, the West of Scotland, what's happening? Barry, a good win for you as well at the weekend. But for Rangers now, this is where Stephen Gerrard's saying, you know, this is the, the biggest challenge his group have faced so far, these players. Yeah, certainly in the, the last 12 months or so, Paul, they've been used to winning games um, every single week they were involved in. Um, so two defeats in the last four games, uh, four days, sorry, as you mentioned there. They've not been used to that now. Um, they'll, need to, they'll need to come back strong. And no better game, Champions League qualifier at Ibrox, 52,000 fans behind them. They need to now go and prove a point and, and show that they are a good team because it's been disappointing. I watched the highlights. I'd, I never mm. seen the full game. It wasn't the Rangers that we become to expect. Um, they were sloppy in periods of the game. And as the manager said after it, he was blatantly honest, it wasn't good enough. Now, three days later or tomorrow, they can go and put it right. We have a big game against Malmo, as I said, with a full house. And I fully expect them, Paul, to come out the traps flying and, and go for, for Malmo. You reckon Rangers are going to do it tomorrow night? Stephen Gerrard's record, we know it. We know how good this team have been for over a year and in Europe really for three years. Leanne, how do you feel about Rangers tomorrow night against Malmo? Yeah, I think they'll bounce back. You know, I hope they'll bounce back for the, mm. the sake of Scottish football. You know, perhaps it's a wake-up call that they needed. You know, Barry and I were speaking there before we came on air and, you know, I think if, if Rangers didn't realise before now, it was never going to be the same as last season. You know, other teams are, are looking stronger. They've strengthened well. I think the division's looking as strong as it's been for a number of years. So they've had a, a, a kind of taste of their own medicine early on and it's up to them how they deal with that. And tomorrow, as Barry mentions, it's, you know, a great game to go and try and do that. Your home fans that you've missed for so long, a full house at home, go and get the job done. You've got a spring in your step again today, Leanne, because like Barry, you had a, a win where you scored two goals yesterday. Not quite the hat-trick that... Uh, Kyogo got Furuhashi, he's the, the person not everybody's quite, talking about. Not quite yeah. the same movement either, Paul, I wouldn't you <laughs> say, but um, not a good win for, for our uh, girls yesterday that sets us up for the competitive games next week, but no, I caught up with the highlights last night and, and Furuhashi was, mm -hmm. was unbelievable. You know, we had watched the game last Thursday night when we were in, I thought he was excellent um, and he went up, you know, another few levels yesterday. I think he's going to be a real top player for Celtic this season and he looks like a player that's full of confidence and a real team player. You know, you could see it in his celebrations when he scored, it wasn't just about him. Um, in all different types of goals is what he's scoring Barry it's uh, quite a difference what do you make of the player himself yeah listen I, I watched the highlights the same as Leanne and I, I thought his second goal any young striker um, go and watch the second goal the movement 
Um, he made a slight movement towards the front post and peeled off to the back post. And um, it's all about the movement. Um, I just I'm really impressed with him. It's early doors, but it looks of of Celtic have got a a real prospect on their hands. Um, and I, again, four goals in two games. He's um, he's shown that I think it was four million pound at this this um, stage. He looks a bargain. But I, I was really impressed, not just with the finishing. I thought his movement, his all round play was was excellent yesterday. Oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred. You can speak to Leanne Crichton, Barry Ferguson, Paul Cooney, Chris Boyd's going to be coming on. It's his charity day. It's a great charity. He's got mental health there, playing at Turnbury. Don't know how the weather's been, but he's going to join us in the next hour. Look forward to uh, your old teammate coming on. Yeah, listen, he, he's um, he's not he'll not be happy because I, I wasn't playing the golf there. I'm, I'm too busy just now trying to um, sort my own team out. Uh, but listen, he does a great thing. His charity's been up and running. For a number of years now, obviously in the back, he's, his brother um, Scott, yep, committing yep. suicide, which was um, a, a tough, tough time for for Boydie. Mm. But listen, he's doing great things with the charity, and um, there was a few stars that turned up at his golf day today down at Turnbury. So we'll speak to him shortly during the program. Let's go straight onto the lines of lit up immediately. Uh, Callum is on uh, the line now from a Celtic state of mind. Callum, good evening. Uh, good evening, Paul. Um, just to echo, obviously, what you guys have said just there as well. Um, great that Chris Boyd's uh, charity day has went well and obviously wish him all the best with that because club rivalries aside, I think it's an incredible thing to be doing, especially given the times that we're living through now where it has been unsettling for so many. Absolutely right. Spot on, Chris. Uh, Calum, we completely agree with you. Uh, so many messages coming in just now about that, including Chris there, who was on saying he almost what you were saying, the uh, credit to, to Chris Boyd. We'll speak to him in a wee while. So were you at the match yesterday, Caller? Were you there? I mean, what a difference 48 hours has made for, for the Celtic fans. It's been an unbelievable difference. I wasn't there yesterday. I, I didn't get a ticket in the ballot, but um, obviously I'll be back this week on Thursday and really looking forward to it now. I think a lot of people a few weeks ago, um, I spoke to you guys a few weeks ago, yep. were sort of dreading the start of the season in all honesty with the defence that we had at that time. But Joe Hart coming in, I know he's not played a lot in recent years, but he's a goalkeeper of stature, which I think is, is, is definitely a positive. Starfield coming in, I know he was shaky against Hearts, but you're hoping he's only going to continue to go. And I think we're seeing under Ange, even in the, the Mitchellan games, that were obviously tough in terms of results. But going forward, I think Celtic look really good. I think they look as if they've got energy to their game, which they were seriously lacking last season. And that's something that you're just hoping will, will continue on. The defence is where I think cups and titles will be won and lost for Celtic this season because with the transfer window closing at the end of the month, even though you've, you've beaten Dundee at home, uh, the score in six, and you've scored four in Europe, the defence, for me, still has to be strengthened. Ralston started well, but I think Celtic still need a right-back, and could arguably do with another left-back, and certainly need another centre-back because of Julian's fitness. I know he's coming back soon, but having been out for nearly nine months, it's a big risk relying on him from now to the end of the season, because unfortunately, as I'm sure Leanne and Barry know, when you come back from such a serious injury, there is a chance you could break down in the first few months. So I think they, they need extra cover in defence. And then if they can produce attacking displays like that, then the support are going to be on side. And it should be interesting to say the least. Leanne, where do we start on that? Barry, where would you want to pick up? The energy was definitely back, yeah, wasn't I, it? I think Christy and Abada were, were excellent mm. um, yesterday as well. Obviously, Furuhashi getting his, getting his hat trick. But that, that is one thing when I watched the highlights. I've never seen the the full game 
that's something that did jump out at me. Um, there was more energy about Celtic going forward, but I agree with Callum. Centre back is one area that the ball need to strengthen. Starfelt's still early doors. We, we need to see how he uh, how he turns out. But listen, he's he's played at a real good level. Julian, I agree. That's going to be nine months. He's been out. Yeah. You've got to give him a bit of time to make sure he comes back, and he's he's one hundred percent. But that is an area there where I think that the manager defensively will look to strengthen. And as we spoke about last week, Joe Hart. I says what, what Celtic we're going to get. I played with Joe Hart. I know what he's all about. One thing he brings in between the sticks is a presence. Uh, and he's not played a lot of football over the last two or three years, but I think in time, once he gets a number of games under his belt, he'll turn out to be a great signing for Celtic. What about uh, Leal Abada? Barry mentioned him a few months. He's 19 years old. And uh, James Forrest could have a battle on, maybe not quite for his place, but they were so lacking with last year. No, they were. And, uh, you know, I think you can probably accept the fact that Christie is going to move on at some point. You know, unless he, there's a miraculous turnaround and he signs a, a new deal, which might still happen. But, uh, you know, I think most Celtic fans and, and Callum might agree that they expect him to move on. Um, Here's the manager speaking about uh, Ryan Christie. Could he stay? Again, contractual situations. You know, I'm not thinking about him too much. Pretty much consistent in saying that what concerns me is what we've got before us. And at the moment, Ryan is, as I said, he's playing fantastic. He's training well. Um, if that situation changes, we you know he moves on then we'll deal with it then but at the moment he's he's doing everything I can ask for and I think he's enjoying his football which is really important he certainly does look as if he's enjoying his football Ryan Christie mm. but I think to have Abada there and, and Forrest in there you know those good options in the wide areas and, and to go and replicate that type of energy that Postacoglu looks to impose on the side you need to be able to rotate that you know those players can't sustain that over the course of the season I think you've seen that with Rangers last season the strength and depth that they had and Certainly the options in attacking areas and full-back areas, you need to use those bodies wisely. So I think they're great options that Celtic have got going forward. I think defensively, we saw it on Thursday night. You know, they were vulnerable in certain moments, especially the way the full-backs were playing, coming in the pitch. You know, they were exposed in those wide areas. So I think you need to have better defensive options for bigger games. Certainly going and beating Dundee at home is, is a statement. I think it gets the Celtic fans back on side, but there's certainly, you know, loads of room for improvement. Kyogo's name was on everyone's lips, you know, it always is with a hat trick. I mean, what a way to start your home debut. Here is uh, Postacoglu speaking about the player. He scored three goals, he, he probably could add another two or three. Um, but it wasn't just that, it's his movement, it's his work rate. You know, I'm sure that, uh, you know, he'll get a lot of confidence out of that and the players will around him. You know, he's a clever player and I still think there's more to come from him. More to come, well, he you says. Know, you, you never really know, but he's he's a little bit more mature. He's, you know, he's 26 years of age. I've, I've watched his development firsthand in, in Japan and, you know, every year he just got a little bit better and a little bit more mature. And I, I thought if anyone could handle it, he could um, in terms of his temperament because he's just had this real narrow focus of, of becoming a, a fantastic footballer. And um, whatever challenges he's going to have here, I'm sure he'll be able to overcome. They became a, a, a poor team very quickly last season, Barry. Is it game on again with Celtic up against Rangers? Or is it too early to yeah, say? So, of course, it's game on. It's early yeah. doors. Yeah. I mean, we're only two games in. We're not going to get carried away. I'm sure the Celtic players and the Celtic fans won't. And the same with, with Rangers. Mm. Um, we obviously the, the defeat up at Tannadice. But one thing about Furuhashi, it was it's his movement that impressed me. Um, you ask any defender, they hate playing against strikers who are constantly on the move. And that's what he was in that game against Dundee. He gave the Dundee defenders nightmares. Would you use that as footage with some of your yep, strikers? I, yep. I, I was talking to Leanne. She's now getting into the coaching side, the yep. big bad world, the, mm -hmm. the coaching <laughs> side. That's something that I would always show my, my, my strikers, the movement. It's the second goal. Listen, a lot of people will look at it and say it's a very simple cross and 
a very simple finish but it's the movement of Furuhashi that makes that goal it almost makes Christie's mind up as well and I think that's really yep. important you know a lot of the time I think the modern day player especially I see it a lot with young players is that they're waiting for somebody else to make that decision his movement yesterday Christie does really well on the left hand side brilliant run brilliant piece of play but then you've got to get that final ball right and he makes his mind up for him because his movement shows him exactly where he wants the ball to end up um, and he's got the pace and, and the awareness to go and do it but it, the manager mentioned temperament there and you saw that even after he scored I think Legston's the goalie was holding on to him a wee bit with it yeah. and he just let go there was no retaliation there was nothing in it it was almost like he thought he was being nice to him I think he was trying to wind him up but there was no bite Absolutely. from him at all he's just wanting to go and celebrate his goal and, and get the hard work done Callum, if Ryan Christie's listening in just now, his agent, what would you say to him? Uh, uh, you know, is there a place for him at Celtic? Is there a, something that would keep him there? I think there's certainly a place for him at Celtic. I think towards the end of last season, as fans, everyone's down and downbeat given the, the substandard performances. And if Ryan Christie was to have left, even Edwards, who's obviously still here at the moment, was, was to have left quite quickly. Given the nature of the last season, I think fans would have just completely accepted that because they were fed up and, and maybe won a change but Ryan Christie's shown under a new coach he's, re he's rejuvenated and I think given the form he's in he looks tailor-made for Postacoglu's system and I think I hope he stays and just to touch on to the hashi as well Barry and Leanne will know this obviously from played the game when you sign someone that's that sort of age 26-27 and they come in as a sort of ready-made player it can give confidence to other players around them because you look at Edward and Dembele in recent years of course they've been great for the club but when they initially arrived, they were 19-20, whereas you're getting a player now at 26, he's played international football, he's won a league title, so you're getting someone who can come in and make an impact, as we've seen at the weekend, straight away. So that will give confidence to the fans, of course, and the manager, but I think it'll also give confidence to the players around him as well. And hopefully it gives more confidence to Christie and make him stay. If I'm talking to Christie's agent, I'm going to take him down south. Because <laughs> honestly, I, I think in that sort of forum... Ryan Christie's a, a top player. Look, he had an off-season last year yeah. like a lot of players at Celtic They're did. not robots, are they? Yeah, yeah, they're not. But when he's on his game, let's be honest, Ryan Christie yeah. um, is, a, is a top player and he's shown that certainly in the game against Dundee yesterday. Um, I think he was on a, a different level. That that ball he slipped through, Ifurihashi, for his, his hat-trick goal was pinpoint. Um, iron and needle stuff, great pass. And that's what Ryan Christie can bring. But... It looks to me, and it, I mean the Celtic fans that I've spoke to, it looks to them as well that Ryan Christie will be on the move, and that will be a big, big loss for Celtic. What about Edward? You know, he was battling for the ball there for the penalty. I think you'd love it that Abadza <laughs> wanted it, the big fella. You see the height difference in yeah. it, but it's almost like it's time for him to go now, isn't it? You know, a few months ago, oh, he's got to stay. I think the Celtic fans, Callum, what do you feel? Take the money if it's there, and and let him move on. I think you would take the money now. I mean, even though he scored at the weekend there with a penalty, he just, he just doesn't look as if he's got the same enthusiasm. And when you're in the last year of your contract, it can happen to, to, to players at all levels. And I think it's natural for that to affect you when you're linked to the Premier League. He's also seen Christopher Iron move to the Premier League this summer. And, 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 and it must be something that, as a player, he does want to experience. And Belly, of course, in recent years has played in... Uh, France, he's played in Spain, so I think he will want a taste of something else. And given the situation he's in with his contract, Celtic can get the twenty million pounds that's been talked about. I think they should take that money and and put it back into the team. They've made some decent money already this summer, as I mentioned with Ayer and, and a few others leaving. So I would take the money for Edward and 
really just give it to the manager to strengthen the areas we've talked about already. Maybe the full-back positions, another centre-back. And you, even though you've got Furuhashi, I would still bring another striker in. Someone that's maybe more of a penalty box player. Um, just to make sure you've got that depth because it is going to be a long season and of course you could maybe lose for the hashi for a period of time with suspension and injury so I would sell them and definitely reinvest in some of the gaps that are still there Yeah I wouldn't agree I think that would you know I think for everybody watching on it it looks like Edward has, has ran his course at Celtic but he's still a top top player you know if, if he's there and he's going to come on and at least convert a penalty in, in big moments we know he's a big game player um, and perhaps you'll see a, a bigger response from him with the way the impact that uh, Furuhashi's had you know as Callum mentioned he's come in at 26 and he's he's made his point right away you know he seems to have settled you don't need to do any work on him he's only going to get better um, but Celtic do need reinforcements up top is, this, is that the start of your peak years would you say 26 to 32 or is it, does it vary player to player yeah, I think it can vary you know I think as a striker you, you probably learn a bit more as you get older mm-hmm. as well and, and you learn how to manage the game better and get into the, you know, the right areas but he seems to have mastered that now but certainly you could at least have a good 6 or 7 years out of him I, I'm not sure about this peak yeah. When when do what, players peak? I think mean? I peak yeah. too young. <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of Edward, I, I think it, it looks yeah. to me watching his minds elsewhere. Yeah. And I think if Celtic do get that eighteen to twenty million, I think it's a, a brilliant piece of business. Same with Ayer. I thought getting thirteen yeah. and a half million pounds for Ayer, getting his final year his contract was a brilliant piece of business. So for me, it does look that Edward will go. It's just when. Callum, speak to you soon. Thanks very much. Callum there from Celtic State of Mind. We'll hear from Stephen Gerrard and more of your calls next. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Barry Ferguson, Leanne Crichton, Paul Cooney and loads of your calls coming in. We're on till seven. Remember, we're on from five every night. Thanks for making the switch. Over 800,000 people have downloaded it since we started and it's growing, Barry. The tribe is getting bigger and bigger. They love in the chat with you and Leanne. We had loads of reaction with you and Craig Moore the other night as well. So it was good to work with Oz, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it was. It was yeah. a good show Thursday night. Yeah, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. Nice to be back. And we'll have him back in. The clobber's getting better for Big Oz, isn't it? He's obviously <laughs> I, making I, a few more. Nah, listen, I, I, I've got to disagree with you. Really? Um, <laughs> yeah, he's, he, he's not the best dressed. Oh, he's never ha- he, no, he never he's... has been. Um, but listen, we've been together now over, over a... Over a year, we've still not had a night out, which is um, well, or a day out, uh, which is disappointing. But that's down to the senior exec. Would you call him senior right, exec? Well, executive producer, yeah. and obviously the COVID stuff. I've as been well, on it him for the last nasty. day or yeah. four weeks, but he's um, he's not taking any interest in it whatsoever. So <laughs> I think we'll need to do it ourselves. <laughs> right at the weekend, it was uh, kicked off at lunchtime on Saturday. Dundee United winning by a goal to nil. Everyone really shocked. Jamie Robson scoring in 64 minutes. Afterwards, uh, Stephen Gerrard well said all good things. A 40 game run. It was game 41 had to come to an end. It's always raw. You know, when you find that level of consistency that we have, the boys have been absolutely top for me, Jordan, that run. But the reality is we've lost two games on the spin. We have to take responsibility for that. I do. We'll we'll put it right. As I say, we've got no time to sulk or feel sorry for ourselves. We've got a huge game coming up. It's the perfect opportunity to bounce back. But the key is we've got to find that level of performance. That's a lot better than today. Yes, Malmo tomorrow night, 2-1 down. That's Stephen Davis goal in the 95th minute. How important will that be? Full Crowd tomorrow night. What's the squad update? Badgie will return to the squad. Uh, he's come through a training session today. Leon Balligan's fit and available. And obviously his suspension's up, so that's a big positive as well. Fashion Sakala is fit and will be involved in the squad. Obviously Alfredo, and we named him in the squad. Obviously he wasn't available for the first game, but he will be for this game. Um, so a real positive update. The only ones that are missing are obviously Katic and Jack and, and the suspensions that everyone's aware about. 
Let's go back in the lines. John is on from the Rangers Rabble podcast. Earlier, Callum was from the Football CFB podcast. I got that one wrong earlier. So uh, let's go on to John in the line. John, good evening. Hi, how's it going? Uh, good, how are you? Uh, not bad, not bad. A bit, a bit tentative about tomorrow night, but I think we'll be all right. But yeah, good overall. Yep. Well, you're through to Leanne, you're through to Barry. And uh, what do you want to say to them and to the nation? Um, I've seen, I seen a lot of comparisons um, with the Liverpool title. Um, a year and a half ago with this Rangers title because it's probably quite a unique title and mm-hmm. um, for Rangers all the chat was around the number of a title and most Rangers fans are just used to try to win a title and I feel like there's people that are maybe a wee bit worried about a hangover um, from this kind of monumental title that we had to achieve it felt like from the minute after that that St Mum game at home and Celtic through with Dundee United it felt like Rangers form um, dipped a little we didn't do the job against St Johnston in the Cup and I think that maybe was signs in games building up to that. Um, even Dundee United away, where it was Tavernier's goal and Golden Header and Morelos' late goal at Livingston, whereby there were teams that were kind of not as sussing us out because we went 39 games unbeaten, 40 games unbeaten. But, but Barry's been part of teams um, under Walter Smith that any time they won a title, even if it was a title or a double treble, they went and got a, a marquee signing um, to continue to, to push on. Do you think that's something that Rangers really need to look at to avoid potential stagnating this season Barry I, I'll be honest with you I, I don't think they will stagnate th- this season I, I just think it's it's one of the things he's just mentioned there John 40 games is a hell of a lot of games to go unbeaten um, at some stage it is going to end and it's not nice when it ends but if you listen to the manager there um, they take full responsibility and they'll be ready for tomorrow night so I, I've got no I've got no worries that that it'll have a, a knock-on effect. Um, I just thought they, were, they weren't at it. Now, the best thing is they travel down the bus for Tannadice, they get in training on the Sunday, they reset themselves, they dust themselves down, have a chat, what they need to do better, and I think they'll come out flying tomorrow night. But in terms of signings, I look at the Rangers squad, I think it's a really strong squad. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a squad that most Rangers fans should be happy with I think there's strength and depth I think there's a lot of quality there's real competition for places um, so look I wouldn't look too much into the last couple of defeats um, look it's a worry if it goes on for a number of weeks but look I really believe it won't and I think they'll they'll get back to winning ways tomorrow night No I wouldn't agree yeah I think it's what we've seen in Scottish football over the last number of years I think that the way that Celtic and Rangers have gone on and more so probably Celtic for the length of time that they went undefeated then the season that Rangers had that's uncommon you know that probably shouldn't happen it's not I don't think that's healthy in any sort no. of domestic game um, it comes as a shock I think when either side's associated with that but I don't think there's any need to, to press a panic button you know a, ba- a panic button just yet um, I think this season is probably the strongest division that we'll see I think there'll be loads of points that will be shipped throughout the season I think mm-hmm. it'll be impossible to go to places like Easter Road Tynecastle up to Tannadice as, as we've already seen and the teams don't give up certain amount of points so I think that's only going to be natural I think for Rangers it's a test of character and, and mentality and mindset just now because last season was very different uh, they managed to get the job over the line very early they had a lot of time to kick back and process that and enjoy it uh, and as John mentioned they fell short you know, in, in the cup games and that's something that they'll look to put right but I think over the course they've, they've been outstanding in their performance levels I think the squad just now does look really strong and, and the players that they've added to that um 
you know, with Sakala coming in, mm. I think he's going to be a real asset already. Lindstrom as well. Yeah. I mean, you got him in a free transfer. If he had a year or two left in his contract, you're talking eight, ten million pound. Mm. Um, but listen, I, I think tomorrow night, you don't need to do a team talk. Really? really? thing he'll yep. say, I need a reaction. And if I'm a player, I'm going to give them a reaction because I wouldn't be happy with Saturday. That's Ju- the best thing mm. as a footballer. After a defeat, you need a game as quickly as possible. And that's what Rangers have got tomorrow night. And what a game it is. Champions League qualifier. You mentioned it at the start of the show. Mm-hmm. Potentially worth 35 million. A full house where most of these players ain't played in front mm-hmm. of a full house um, at Ibrooks. And, and it's going to yeah. be electric. Listen, it's a special place under the lights. And Champions th- League game. That they're going to come flying out of traps. I have no doubt in my mind about that. And I think when you process that thought, though, that excites you. Oh, it does. I think I'm the question in a lot of mm-hmm. people's minds is, will the Rangers players be able to cope with that pressure? Because I think we spoke about it on Thursday night mm-hmm. with Craig as well, that he was conscious that maybe after 20, 25 minutes, if things are not quite going your way at Ibrooks, you feel that anxiety within the stadium. You hear... I would go 10 that, minutes. I wouldn't go yeah. 20, 25. I, was all, I always say to the players before we went out in a big game, I've got 10 minutes. And if we don't produce a goal mm-hmm. in 10 minutes or we don't start well, mm-hmm. the fans are going to be on us. And listen, they've got every right to be on us. Sure. But th- that kicked me on. Mm-hmm. If the fans started getting on my back, right, you know what? I need to try and drive the team forward. And we need leaders in the team. And I look at the, the Rangers team and I still do believe that they've got that. They've got Griggsian goals, they've got Devo. Golson became a real leader last mm-hmm. year. Tavernier's became a very good captain as well. So they have got guys in that team that can drive the team forward. John? Are the fans going to give them the time? Because the manager said a few days ago, I've never asked this, We and I know the fans haven't been there for over a year, are the fans going to give them time against Malmo? Oh yeah, they're going to be absolutely fine against Malmo. I agree with Barry earlier on. I don't think, I don't want to be disrespectful with Malmo. I think we've done a kind of due diligence in our podcast with them. And I think I didn't see anything um, different from what I expected from Malmo um, last Tuesday, barring a a mental couple of minutes from Rangers that was so uncharacteristic that I don't expect to see again. So I think when Morello's back, fans back, we'll we'll be fine tomorrow. Fans won't get in the back. This isn't people overreacting, I don't think. I think it's just us trying to see um, if we maybe needed something extra. I know this link with Joey Veerman keeps coming up and I think from what I've seen of him in pre-season, he's got a couple of goals. He's something maybe a wee bit different because Barry and Leanne, once you're the champions, it's a different challenge. Mm -hmm. Teams will... Teams will raise that little bit extra. I think we maybe just need something different um, to maybe get us through the games that we got through last season as the chaser. That's one yeah, of your rally well, cries, isn't it? Yeah, yep. but 100%, once you win the title, Rangers come to town. Um, players and teams rise their game 10, 20%. There's no doubt about it. And that's something that this group of players will need to get used to. Um, there's no doubt in my mind. But what they will need tomorrow night is, I think Malmo... It's stick on guaranteed they're going to come and sit behind the ball and try and frustrate. No doubt about it. So you need a bit of calmness. Um, and you've got players in there, especially, I keep mentioning them every single game, but Stephen Davis is going to be key tomorrow where he can relax the players, keep the ball, because it might, we might have to wait to 70, 75 minutes. Now, if you think back last season, a lot of teams came and tried to frustrate Rangers and that was the thing that impressed me about Rangers last year. They didn't score until maybe the final 20 minutes, 15 minutes. So that's something that I think may happen tomorrow night. So it's important that the 
the fans do realise that and I'm sure they will realise that but yeah. they lost at Tannadice on Saturday afterwards the manager spoke then about some of the home truths they were learning well look I think when you when you face a setback it's a chance to reset give some people some home truths and, and analyse of course that's what you do as a manager at the moment we've got no time to feel sorry for ourselves and be too down we've got to try and pick this team up in this squad that we've got a massive game in three days time but we're certainly going to need a, a higher and a better level of performance to get that done Hey, from our point of view, not enough, not good enough. I don't think we, over the course of the 90 minutes, I'm not sure we deserve to lose the game. You always put yourself in that position if you don't go and score goals. Away from home, our quality, what we created today, it wasn't enough. Whilst the game's at 0-0, you've always got that risk. If you get one, one thing wrong or a couple of things wrong, you know that goal can come. So the result and the performance is on me, me and my team, and we'll, we'll have to accept that and move on pretty quickly. Yeah, that, listen... I don't think there's anything wrong with saying a few home truths. Mm. It's how you react as a footballer to the home truths. And I know that I enjoyed it. I've never ever, ever sorry, never had a good game. You know yourself, Lan will tell you. you. You know yourself, but when the manager has a wee pop at you, mm. then that made me even more determined. So that's what he probably says after the game on Saturday. He wasn't happy with the performance, individually and collectively. Now, there's no better opportunity a few days later to go and put that right. Because you like the manager to be straightforward, honest. I, I prefer a, yep. a manager like that. And I think if you listen to Steven Gerrard, over the course he's been up in Scotland, he's always come out after a game and spoke openly and honest, mm. uh, honest about the performance. And look, it wasn't what we became used to with Rangers because last, last uh, season was excellent in terms of results and performances. Um but when the signing a good team is when you ain't playing well, you find a way to get a result. Rangers did that on a few occasions. I think John mentioned it. I can remember a few games away from home. Um, so that's something that they need to get back, but I'm sure they will. John, Leanne, what about uh, Joe Rebo? It's a few moments of magic on Saturday. Yeah, and I think he's one of those players that you need to perform, isn't he? You know, the, mm -hmm. the level of performance that he produced, I think certainly in Europe last season, he was outstanding. Um, and there was moments of that yesterday in the game, but um, they need more, you know, and they need that consistently all the time. And I think he'll get back to those levels. He just needs time. You know, I think he just needs to persevere with it. There's that expectation on him now. Last season, maybe it was a, a surprise that he was so good um, for so long. But it's to get there and stay there is is the next question and, and the bigger task. You know, it's good to put you can anybody can perform well for one season, but to go and repeat that mm -hmm. and do it again and again is, and it, is a bigger ask. Yeah, but this group need to get used to it. It's part of playing at Rangers. Yeah. One defeat is no good mm -hmm. enough. Um you you're gonna get criticised, the fans are gonna have a wee pop at you. That's part of it. You just need to go on with it and and go make sure the next game that you play you get a result. No matter how you, you get it, you make sure you get a win. And United probably benefited from having the home support. You know, they had supporters back and they got that lift the way they started. Can I ask you about Morelos? Um, I saw some of the papers saying he looked a bit, a bit rusty. Uh, Craig Moore was there. David Province said yesterday as well, actually had some good opportunities and actually looked pretty good. What did you think, Barry, when you saw the highlights? Um, rusty. Yeah. Uh, again, he's not had a pre-season. He was playing in the Copa America with Colombia. He had a few... Uh, Leanne will tell you, the most important thing for a professional footballer is you complete the pre-season every single day. And he's, he's not done that. He's probably playing a bit of catch-up. But for me, I think Rangers are a better team with Morelos in, it, in the starting 11. Um, He'll start tomorrow night? Yeah, 100% yeah. he starts tomorrow night, no doubt. It's too big a game. He's Rangers' main threat up front. Uh, so for me he starts listen you just ask him to go and give everything you've got if you die of death 65-70 minutes fine we'll change you but we need we, we need a, a, 
I'm in a loss for the start tomorrow I think night. You've got, you've got good options with Sakala there as well, but what I would agree with, and Barry touched on it, is the way that Malmo will approach the game. Yeah. You know, I think they'll be stuffy, robust, very defensive, very deep, and I don't think that's a game, you know, for Sakala. I think he's been brought in to go and exploit teams that come out and play. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, as Rangers progress throughout Europe, we've seen some of their best performances in Europe yeah. last season, and that was because teams came out and played against them. You know, they never camped in and, and sat on the edge of their 18-yard box. They yeah. came out and counter-attacked. Um, and that's where Rangers could go and exploit them. So I think tomorrow night will be a game for Morelos to go and rough up the defenders, make it a difficult night for them, maybe drag players out of certain areas, win, you know, set plays can be absolutely massive at any level. So to go and win some free kicks in and around, you know, when you've got Barisic there and, and Tavernier there as well, that's what it could come down to. You know, that moment that will change the game. Mm-hmm. I know Malmo have got some experienced players and they've, they've played in big games, but they're no experience in, like tomorrow night. Right. Yeah. I leave maybe a full house under the lights. Yeah. John, he lit up, didn't he? Leanne, looking at Barry, thinking about these nights with 50,000. <laughs> John, two questions. want to ask you what's going to happen tomorrow night, what you think. And also, why is it called the Rangers Rabble Podcast? You know, it's, uh, it's quite a good title there, isn't it? Just to stand out. I can't take credit for the name yeah. of the podcast. I'm, I'm a late bloomer. I'm a late comer for that podcast. <laughs> I'll have to defer that. Um, okay. I've not, I've not, I've not inquired for that. Yeah. But um, tomorrow night, tomorrow night, I can't see anything other than a Rangers win. I think what what I've seen in the last twenty minutes, I, I kind of annoyingly, when we brought Sakal on for Itton, we started getting good deliveries from Barisic and Tavernier, mm-hmm. which we hadn't been getting when we had Itton on the pitch, which we that he would have loved. I think when Morelos back on, if you get the deliveries and finish the the game the way we did the last twenty minutes. They'll, they'll, they take, they lose a lot of goals um, from crosses into the box I think that's what Morelos does his work in Europe um, I, I think a couple of goals um, I don't think we'll have to wait as late as 70 mm-hmm. I think we will comply in at the traps I think everyone will be up for it I think the fans being back in will contribute to that but yeah um, my only concern would be uh, Belmanchevic starting mm-hmm. for them because he looked like the, he was involved in both goals he looked like the guy that could get them up the park and if if they sit and he's the one on the counter that would worry me if we commit too much um, so, but he seems to sit out a lot okay. of their away game. Um, so I'm hoping that as a result of him being oh. a kind of flair player, mm-hmm. and when they're away from home, they try and get their two banks a four in and a, a ten, and just keep the four one four one and sit in. So I'm hoping that Vermanchevich mm-hmm. doesn't play. That would be a that'd be music yep. to my ears as I'm going jo- to the stadium. John, you know your stuff. Have you got a ticket for tomorrow night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm you have. Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course you are. John, enjoy it. Thanks for calling. The Go Radio Football Show Talking football first Listen live weeknights from 5 So the games at the weekend Hearts go joint top After a 2-1 win at St Mirren Rangers losing 1-0 at Dundee United That was Saturday Then Sunday St Johnson and Motherwell 1-1 Livy 1 Aberdeen 2 Late late goal Aberdeen taking the points Also joint top And Hibs 3 Ross County 0 So both Edinburgh sides uh, joint top of the table and in Glasgow, Celtic 6, Dundee 0. A poor Dundee performance or was it just that Celtic were on fire and Postacoglu after the game? I thought it was good. It was solid. We we started the game really well. Uh, We moved the ball well but also you know our our pressing and and our aggression on the ball was also good which didn't allow them time to get into the game at all. So um, and then once we got the goals it allowed us then to dictate the game and pleasing things we didn't stop till the end you know right until last minute we had a chance to score and it was pleasing more from him later in the programme 0808 17 17 700 good weekend for Thistle as well Patrick Thistle in the championship back where they feel they belong and Barry for your own Aloha as well joint second top of the table after a poor first weekend but you were pleased to get the win against East Fife yeah listen I said to you last week I'm not going to uh, 
mince my or mix my words, yep. but we weren't good enough against Peterhead. Simple as that. We got trampled over the the toppy. I let the guys know that. But one thing I got was a great reaction on Tuesday and Thursday, and then um, a, a really good performance in, in Saturday. Um, apart from, um, you know, what I'm like Paul. I always go through the games. Yeah. Twenty minutes of the second half. Um, he's five for a better team, but we recovered for that, which was a, a good sign. Um, and then we got two quick goals and then we controlled the end of it so no, just delighted to get the first three points and now we need to start motoring on about uh, motoring on a bit sorry and um, keeping tabs with the, the guys at the top of the league and I know a fan John has been on the social saying that he heard the manager you giving instructions you weren't happy at that point and you told them what you expected yeah but, well I don't think I'm ever happy no. <laughs> at the side of the pitch but listen that's what I'm at I'm, I'm yeah. demanding and I says to the guys uh, the very first day of pre-season that's what they've got to expect I'm, I want things done right we've got a certain way of playing and and it's high energy and, and pressing and, and attacking football so listen it's always going to take a bit of time um, but you don't get much time I'm afraid as a as a manager so we had to hit the ground running quickly it wasn't good to, good enough last week but what I, what I will say is I got a, a brilliant response for the guys and a, a brilliant three points now we need to move on and, and make sure we continue that form Let's get back into the lines. Paul, a Celtic fan, is on from Kirk and Tillich. Good evening, Paul. Hey, good evening, Paul. How are you doing? Yeah, good, thanks. Uh, what's your point? What's your question for Barry and Leanne? <clears throat> uh, hi, guys. Uh, I, was at the <clears throat> I was at the game yesterday. I'm, I'm lucky enough to have uh, got two in the ballot, the tickets twice for the European game and uh, the, the home game yesterday. Mm. Uh, really encouraging, encouraging signs from what I saw and begin to actually see when you, you see some of the uh, the, the recordings uh, Big Ange talking about the type of game he wants to play uh, always in the move nobody standing still and it's beginning to become a fan you won't be able to get into the Celtic team if you're not fit as a fiddle mm. Uh, you can see the difference can you see it already oh, yeah. and Barry's saying immediately yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah. one of the things that struck me was the fitness levels and as Paul just mentioned there it was the movement off the ball when somebody received the ball there was three or four in front of them moving to try and receive, uh, receive it so that that's one of the things that impressed me about them and listen he did say when he took over the job and what people have got to understand it doesn't happen overnight you've got to make sure that it's, they're together they keep training together and he's got a certain way of playing and if you ain't going to play his style or be as fit as he wants you ain't going to play under them. So they look fitter than the team last yeah, season? Yeah, I, I think they, yeah. they do. I know it's early doors, but yeah. they do. That's one thing. They, they, did. they look sharp. They look hungry. Um, and they play a, a certain way of football um, that's attractive. There's no doubt about that. They had a bit of an indictment on the players last year. Some of them, many of them still there. Yeah, I think sometimes the way that you play the game, though, will determine how fit you look. You yeah. know, if, you, if you're asking for that high energy stuff, you're, you're naturally going to move quicker anyway. But if you're looking to recycle the ball and have that possession-based game, it slows things down. So, you know, I wouldn't say that the players last season were, were unfit, but certainly what the demands that are placed on them this season, I think Craig Moore touched on it on Thursday as well, about Ange Postacoglu, that he's, he wants a fit side. Every player, um, Paul's mentioned it there as well, you won't get in the side if you're not fit. But I think there'll be a bit of trial and error, you know, depending on the opposition that they come up against, because we watched the game on Thursday night um, in a game that should have been well and truly out of sight, and that style of play cost them two goals, you know, and it became a, a, a tighter 
um, encounter mm. than what it should have been. Mm. So I think it's hard to gauge whether, as you mentioned, that Paul was it a poor Dundee performance or was yeah. it absolutely down to the way that Celtic played. Um, we'll never know. I don't think James McPake would agree. You know, would think that his side played well yesterday. Mm. I think he was really disappointed. But I would agree with Paul. There's loads of positive signs that everything that Ange Postecoglou has said and, and the way that people speak about him and, and people that have experience of him, that's what he demands from it, his side. And you can it, see that the confidence in the right. players, though. I think that's the most important mm. thing is that when when you know the identity and, and the style of play that you're being asked to play, when you go and execute that and you execute that well, that breeds confidence. Yeah. And it that is what me. He strikes me as a very demanding manager and if mm -hmm. you ain't going to listen or you ain't going to do what he wants you to do... And I think black and white, involved. I don't think yep. there'll be any grey areas mm -hmm. in between it. You yeah, know, he doesn't, I don't think he's the type of guy to tip toe round about things. Yep. Um, he'll be very honest and blunt mm. with the players, this is what I want and this is the style that I want to play and you've got to be able to move. Mm -hmm. um, and I think even a, a Tom Rogic is probably a player like mm -hmm. that as well who could you really see Tom Rogic producing high intensity mm -hmm. attacking football I think he's a very good footballer but I think what you could see in him yesterday was that there was demands placed in him to get in the box mm -hmm. get further up the pitch go and dictate the play you know don't be standing still don't just be recycling the ball and, and shifting it sideways and, and one or two times looking for those killer passes mm -hmm. you need to do that and you need to do that all the time and as many times as you possibly can in a game and no it was really good I think the Celtic performance was very good I think the, the question will be can they sustain that well that's it Paul what do you want to see happen now well I just want to see uh, more of the same Paul I want to see them just get more constant and uh, I mean the, 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 the home debut from uh, young Kiego yesterday was my, my young son isn't he, who fancies himself as a bit of striker yeah. and we had a, a crank a crank seat at uh, uh, halfway line up a bit so you could see the park and I was saying watch watch this wee guy my god what a shit what a difference to Edward mm -hmm. I mean a, a, a big thing that you used to say about Nakamura was he couldn't tackle well he wasn't there to tackle to be honest but yeah. this wee guy never gave the defenders a minute mm -hmm. And I also think it was telling when you saw Dundee's uh, two substitutions were the two experienced guys who they look on to kind of pull them through the big games. I don't think they could. I don't think they could cope. Mm -hmm. To be honest, the def what was it like for you? Was that your first time back? What was it like? Because we haven't asked anyone yet. Going back to the match again. I mean, obviously it couldn't have been better for you. But tell us a wee bit about the magic. Because I remember a few months ago, Barry. Remember we were talking about it. You say, yeah, we'd maybe go and do this beforehand. Or because yeah, it's months. Bit. It's been such a long well, time. I think yeah. we all agree. Football's nothing without fans. And um, yeah. we uh, just. What a smaller crowd at our game on Saturday. The only thing I didn't miss is getting pills. <laughs> well, you won, <laughs> so okay. Yeah, yeah. we won. Um, when it was at we, one each, it wasn't yeah. nice, believe me. No. Yeah, I was getting a few shouts. But listen, that's what football's all about. And listen, it's brilliant that the fans are back. It's but, been it's been a long time too coming. Too long, hasn't it? Mm. Paul, what was your day like? Apart for the weather, I mean, it was great. Aye, it's a big. I mean, I, I try to keep the my fella that you. I know a lot of wee boys and a lot of countries go to see football stadiums like this, 60,000 people in it, and he, he had missed it, totally missed it. Mm -hmm. He totally missed, in, and I still miss being involved with the people around about you, but no, it's a big, I mean, it's a big deal, isn't it? It's, mm -hmm. And I think you realise how big a deal it is, but I, I can't, can't wait till everybody's back in. Mm -hmm. You know, just, uh, it'll, it'll just 
It's, it's, a, it's a big part of people's lives. Of course, yeah. Football that clubs as well. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a day out. Of course, going to a football game and, and see his son and young boys and the young oh. girls going along the end because we could lose a generation if it yeah. went on and on and on. The boys and girls get into the games. Yeah, one hundred percent. You know, and I think it's important for families as well to have that outlet and and to go and if you're looking to develop young footballers, mm. how can you develop them and show them who they should be aspiring to be if you can never get them to games? It's what Paul just says. Had his young son go and watch for the Hashies movement. Mm -hmm. Brilliant second goal. What age is your son? He's 11. He's 11. 11. I thought you were going to say 32 or something. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah, you never know. <laughs> make a scout for Don't make a striker out of him yet. <laughs> Paul, you don't want to rain in the parade. I'm looking for a striker. Are you? Yeah, there you go. Paul, 11. 11. Ah, he's too young. <laughs> uh, the youths. Paul, the, the defence is the thing. Is Joe Hart, uh, well, it's too early to say, but I heard what Barry said last week uh, about him and maybe he'll help to give that confidence which has been so lacking there. But they do need some more signings. Are you confident for the match on Thursday with Yablonets? I think so. I think, uh, I, again, something that I noticed yesterday as well, which my son noticed as well, is the amount of talking that Joe Hart does like mm -hmm. you could hear him quite clearly that's what Barry said he's, yeah sorry he's not shy he's a baller yeah. uh, he's not shy in telling people you turn round mm -hmm. like he's constantly he's like he's, a, he's like another captain actually mm -hmm. you're taking on away for Cal McGregor but he's another captain I think what about the listen know what he does he, he, look, when I played with him he just barked instructions the full 90 <laughs> minutes <laughs> uh, yep yeah, and, and know what I like see if it wasn't going well we get it at half time the manager would see his piece wouldn't he be scared and standing up and having a pop at one or two? And I like that. That's a big character. That shows me that somebody's no happy. Mm -hmm. He's got standards. And that's what Joe Hart will bring. That's one thing. And he's brilliant experience. That, brilliant experience. That adds confidence to your own team. But I think that also intimidates the opposition. Yeah. You know, if you're a noisy goalkeeper and you're constantly organising, you're in there and, and you're dragging people left, right and centre. I think even at set plays and stuff, you'd maybe think, mm, mm -hmm. I'm not that confident that we'll maybe convert here because they've they've nailed this they've got this everybody's set up and, and he seems like he's going to come and take this or you know goalkeepers that I've played with I think the ones that are noisy and you know what it's like Lance when you've got a big goal he's a, he's a big presence uh -huh. in yep. between the sticks when you turn round he, he, fill, he fills the goal he does mm -hmm. that's how big he is and I think he's experienced like I said that in Thursday mm -hmm. Paul like yep. he's got, he hasn't got 75 caps exactly. for England for yeah. you know no reason Paul maybe this confidence it will give him I know Barry says it's even harder here but it's a different game you're not up against Harry Kane Mo Salah or you know I, I know there's really good players here but he might just get that it's he didn't get thing when you time. play with the old yep. firm Paul in certain yep. games you need to have a high level of concentration because sure. you've always got the ball and yep. it might only be one or two saves you have to make yep. during the game and that's one thing that, that Joe will need to do and get used to, that Celtic have the vast majority of the play most games at home, certainly. Paul, tell the wee man to stick in and we'll get the scouts there from <laughs> Allo or whatever in the future. <laughs> News is coming up next. The Go Radio Football Show, talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Barry and Leanne on the phones. There's plenty of calls tonight, loads on the socials as well. Uh... Rangers fans, loads to look forward to. 8 o'clock kickoff tomorrow night. It's come really quickly. Rangers up against Malmo. 2-1 down from the first leg. Rangers losing twice in four days. A long time since that's happened. But Barry Ferguson, you feel confident that Rangers will bounce back tomorrow night against Malmo? Yeah, the, listen, it's disappointing when you lose a game. But as I said earlier on in the show, the great thing about football, there's a game just round the corner and there's no bigger game than a Champions League qualifier. At Ibrooks, with the full, with a full house, should I, should I say the fans are back? 
and um, what an opportunity for for Rangers. So I, I'm sure they'll come they'll come out flying out the traps. Um, they'll go for Malmo. It might be a long night because I do think Malmo will come and and frustrate and sit behind the ball. But Rangers, I've got to find a way to get through that. And um, I'm sure if they're calm, patient, they will do it in the end. And of course, the away. Goal doesn't count uh, as anything special, Leanne, but uh, you're also confident that Rangers will do it tomorrow? Yeah, I'm yeah. confident. Yeah, I think that the they might need to overcome a few hurdles to get there. You know, I, I don't think Malmo will, will come and roll over and, and make it an easy task for Rangers. And I think there's there's questions that need answered and maybe a couple of individuals and in, in their performances over the last week or so. Um, so it's up to those players to go and deal with that responsibility in, in front of a big crowd. But I think they'll go over the line. Let's go into the lines we've called out now to Chris Boyd, the former Rangers Commander and Scotland star. It's his charity, the Foundation Golf Day today. Chris, good evening. Good evening, Paul. How are you doing? We're really good, thanks. Uh, you're on with Barry and Leanne. Uh, how's it going today? How's the golf been? Look, oh, Barry managed to make the radio. He managed to make the radio. He didn't manage to make I told you what he would say. <laughs> 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 Too predictable, Chris. He's already said you would come for him. <laughs> Chris, he did ask. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. How's your handicap? What are you playing off? I was playing off a 20 today. Ah, shocked. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, he, he did ask if he could get the day off today, but listen, we want to win the Radio League and the, the Listening League and we need Barry on it. So Is that who, why you've got me on tonight? That's it. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> very good. That's why he's on Sky so much. But how the conditions, obviously the weather's been awful, but great at Turnbury, isn't it? One of the most beautiful spots there back in your own Ayrshire. It was fantastic. I mean, I must say, for for the charity, for everybody, yeah, it took part. It was it was fantastic, and I think, you know, driving down this morning, it was a little bit rainy and everything, but I must say, it cleared up and it was it was brilliant. A great day, um, for a great cause, and I think everybody, the ninety two people that, that t- um, you know took part, thoroughly enjoyed their day, and um, we're just looking forward to next year, and hopefully Barry will make it next year. I will make it next year. Don't worry. You've got the day off <laughs> yeah. next year, right? We got promise, because the, the ratings about. And Chris, you have done so much for the legacy of your brother Scott, who tragically yeah. took yeah. his own life. Brilliant. That's nearly five years ago. I know next month, um, and it's not just about Scott, but you wanted to do to help people on mental health. Because you know what, we don't think enough about it, didn't we? Not more now, but we all go on think everyone's okay, but you're not necessarily okay. No, I mean, I, th- I think when you when you look at the. Um when you look at everything that's going on right now, and you only need to look at the Olympics um, yeah. and everything that's happened there, and people that have been struggling, and everybody thinks that you know that high performance athletes are immune, high performance business people are, are immune to you know mental health issues, and everything. It's so far from the truth. Um, I think that you know the more that you know high profile athletes and more that high profile business people come out and speak about because we are we're only human at the end of the day. We're going to you know have our ups and downs, and it's important that I think for um, you know everybody moving forward that you know we keep spreading the, the um you know we keep raising awareness and, and spreading the word that it is okay to be um not to be okay and um give people an opportunity to come out and speak and um don't ignore anybody i mean i think that that's maybe been the case for a number of years now where that um you know, i think we've maybe backed off from people that might have been struggling they're not wanting to listen to the problems and we're not wanting to listen to know what's going on in other people's lives whereas I think now that people are more open to it they'll listen to people that are, might be struggling and for you know for going forward that's got to be the way because at the end of the day there is there's so many people that have been struggling as I said even high performing athletes high performing business people have um, have struggled in the, you know right now 
And um, you know, we we all need to do our, our best. And it's it's great that you know I'll, I'll take it back to the golf day today. I think you only need to look at the names that we've, we've had here today. You know, Kevin Keegan, ex England international manager, and obviously our current Scotland manager Steve Clark have came along because I think even having spoken to them today, they know the importance and they know you know what the the work that the charity is doing. And um, you know, hopefully we can continue to you know do what we do, raise the profile and support to, um, you know the, the the local chat the other local charities around us to give people a, an opportunity to come forward and speak. And, um, you know, if we can save one life, we know we're doing our jobs. I know you've got more on tonight with it. Tomorrow night, obviously Rangers, huge match. You'll be there. Rangers can do it tomorrow, you reckon? Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's, it's, uh, it's a Champions League qualifier. And, um, you know, you know that there's, there's no easy game, especially when you get to that level. But um, there's no doubt Rangers are going to have to improve from, from where they were on on uh, and Saturday, it was a below below um, par performance. But you know, there was one thing about Steven Gerrard and you know his coaching staff and the players. When there has been questions asked in recent times, they have um, roasted the occasion, and um, it'll be no different. Barry knows exactly what it's like in a European night at Ibrox. The fans will get right behind you. Steven Gerrard has called on the fans to be that twelfth man, and I think it's important that that um, even if it doesn't start well, that the fans stay behind the club, um, stay behind the players, get behind them. And uh, and urge them and push them forward because it can be, you know, a historical moment in terms of if you can get through this. Obviously, with Olympiacos or Ludogorets in the next round as well, you fancy your chances to get through that. And what a you know a great um, opportunity is to see a Scottish club back playing in the group stages of of, uh, of the Champions League. You've got to say from where Rangers have been to where they are right now is night and day. And um, if they can continue that form they've shown in Europe over the last couple of seasons, you can't you know you you, you wouldn't rule them out of overturning that. 2-1 deficit tomorrow and you definitely wouldn't rule, rule them out of going through as I said the, the Olympiacos or mm. Ludogorets either Barry you want to wish him all the best he's got to go back on because there's the, the big night coming up as yeah, well yeah he's going to yeah. have a few beers I would imagine I think he deserves it yeah, yeah. he does no but it's brilliant what, he, what he's Aye. been doing over a, the past five years um, just sorry I couldn't be there to try and support him but I'm, I will yeah. be next year and Leanne no, it's incredible. I mean, I, I followed Chris's journey with the, the charity from afar and across all the socials, and you know, I think it's really, really important. Um, I'd just be interested to ask Chris over this last sixteen months: uh, has there been more of an outreach from the charity, more of a demand, in, in terms of the the situation that we've all lived through? Well, I think Leanne, when you look at, I mean, it's, you you only need to, even when you you know your close friends, or family, and everything. I think everybody has um, you know, felt the. What would you say the the yeah, the impact, I think. The just pressure, the, the impact yeah. and everything that's, that's, that's happened in the last 18 months. It's been difficult for everybody. You know, all we can do is continue to try our best to, to um, you know, strive to go forward and, and make, um, you know, not such a, a taboo to open up and speak. And I think that's what we're doing. You know, the people we've got working with the charity, the people we've got surrounded with us, that allows people that comfort zone to, you know, come forward and speak. Um, you know, we're not going to sit here and say we're, we're going to help every single person in the world. I think that... Um, that would just be absolutely stupid for me to say that. I think that it's a worldwide, um, it, it needs everybody worldwide to, to, to do that little bit. And as I said, as long as we can save one person's life, then we know we've done the right thing. And I think that's where we're at at this moment in time. We keep looking forward to the future. I think the generosity of the public um, you know, over the last 18 months has been fantastic, even in the middle of a pandemic. But um, I must say, it's, um, it's not went unnoticed. We've been able to still continue as a charity I think there's a lot of people probably felt the brunt of it. We've been able to, to continue um, at the level that we have for the last you know number of years as well, which is really important because I know the effects that it has had on businesses, charities, 
And, um, you know, for us, we're grateful for everybody that's taken part in today, especially, but even over the last 18 months in terms of generosity and raising, um, you know, money for, for the charity. And, and, you know, we look forward to, you know, that continuing in the future. But as I said, the most important thing is if we give people a platform to come forward and then, you know, we can put them onto the, the right people who are specialists in that department. Hopefully, as I said, if we can save one life, that's all that matters. Boyd, who's your guest speaker tonight? Um, Kevin Keegan. Kevin Keegan. John, right. Is John Gagan? John Gagan. Oh, bro, we yeah. can't be John Gagan. Wow. Kevin, Kevin Keegan and John Gagan. Ah, we did have you penciled down, but we heard about two visions. You might still turn up yet, Chris. By the way, it's a double dunner next year. He's going to play in the golf and then he's going to speak at night. Agreed. <laughs> there you go. Chris, hey, thanks a million. Here. All right. the best. Cheers, Chris. Good man. Cheers, Boyd. Thanks, Chris Boyd Cheers. from his charity, The I told, Foundation. I told you we gave him a hard time. Guys, yeah. yeah but listen, like, I was busy today. I had a couple of meetings. Um, and your job comes first mm. just yep. now. But I've been before. It's a br- to be honest with you, it's a brilliant, um, a brilliant thing he does down at Turnbury. And to be honest with you, since it happened to his brother five yeah. years ago, mm. sadly committing suicide, yep. what he's done over the last five years has, has been brilliant. And it's great to hear you heard Calamon, who's mm. a Celtic fan, they put yep. football mm. to one side and everybody gets behind them, which is excellent. Executive producer James just been on to say, right, next year we'll do it live from down there. We'll do the show from there. I think we should. Yeah, no, we will. Yeah. No, James has just said, we're going to do it from there. Because, Barry, you can hear the affection and you can hear Chris Boyd, you know, he drives lots of people, you know, they rail at what he says and others. That, but he's always got that smile. <laughs> he's he a wants, pantomime villain, isn't he? Yeah. He's never going to be boring, is he? Yeah. Do you know Not. what I mean? Yeah, a few of the guys right. were showing me after yeah. our game on Saturday that he's, um, before the game, he was all chirpy and happy then after the Rangers game and sets himself up well, yeah he does um, but listen mate, I think he does well Look, he's very open and yeah, honest of course you know what you're getting for Boydie but the most important thing is we're talking about the charity and the yeah, things he does course. for charity yeah. and mental health which is excellent uh-huh. and I think that's when yeah. you see the, the true side of somebody you no, know, of, of course you put football to yeah. one side yeah. and I think when he's on TV and he's yeah. a pundit and he obviously has his affections for, for Rangers and yeah. he doesn't hide that but I think when you look at what the work that they've achieved and, and everything mm. that he's had to work mm. through personally, you know, to overcome that and be able to turn such a, a dreadful situation into a real positive and, and continue to do that and use his network of people though, you know, it's brilliant him, him being in that platform but he uses that for, for good purpose and mm. gets everybody involved and mm. as he mentioned, you know, everybody needs to take responsibility mm. and speak about it and, you know, then it becomes the norm for people. So I will need to go next year because I knew yeah. he would give me it. It's in the diary. James yep. has said we're going to come live from Tumbria or wherever it's, it is next year. Mark Goody's involved there as well. We'll do it. We'll do the show Staying live. Overnight. Okay. Yeah. Staying, Staying overnight. Yeah. Staying overnight. We'll yeah. see what we can organise. <laughs> yeah. I have to tell you, I have to say thank you to Martin Lawrence and the Dakota Deluxe in Glasgow tonight. They were just sensational. But uh, Chris Boyd, wonderful. And he said that his wife, Christine, also suffered from anxiety and he was away playing football. But yeah, like, she, I, been, I, yeah. We had been at many nights out after cup finals, mm-hmm. after winning the leagues, and, and you, we didn't know that, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's just as, as years go on um, that she suffered it for a long, long yeah. time. So mm-hmm. you find out things, as I say, it's pretty open now. Mm-hmm. People are more open and honest with what they've suffered in the mm-hmm. past. And uh, But listen, what, what he's doing and what what he mm-hmm. has done over the, the past five years has, has been brilliant for mental mm-hmm. health because it is important that people yep. do talk now. I think that's why it's so significant though is that people have been suffering without realising that they're suffering yep. because it's the norm to them and, and the way they feel and you, they don't you know they would never open up it's not until you start speaking you realise that other people have felt the same and that that's not a common 
feeling, you know, to be that anxious way or to have days that you feel really down. Um, so no, these charities like the, the Chris Boyd Foundation are really important and significant. Too many people have suffered in silence yeah. in the past and it's just great to hear people coming out and being open and honest mm. now and there's, there's not just Boydie's yeah. charity who, who do a great job. There's a lot of charities oh, sure. out there that, that do fantastic work as Absolutely. well. We were announcing today the Kilt Walk is going to happen again. Scotland's Kilt Walk. We're going to get out together. Um, I'd like yeah. to see you in a kilt. On the 26th. Like yes, I can imagine plenty. you in a kilt. There's plenty of pictures there. Um, but no, importantly, we'll have thousands of people out walking. Well, 26th yeah. September. That's, that's unbelievable. And he'll add 50%. On, and as you know, we did the virtual, which you all did mm-hmm. uh, in April. The walkers raised four million pounds. Wow. Tom added two million, so there's six million one hundred and sixty thousand for a thousand fifty-five charges. So there's more. Chris Boyd did it as well. So it's great people yeah. coming together, isn't That's it? That's what it's about. Yeah. Yep. Brilliant to hear. Great, great to hear, Chris Boyd. Hope it goes well this evening. Kevin Keegan, Stevie Clark. I see Stevie Clark was watching uh, some of the games at the weekend. And uh, yeah, was he watching Liam Kelly? Was he watching Xander Clark? Looking for, because we heard from Mark Guidi on Friday, yeah. there's going to be a space. Um, for the three keepers, mm-hmm. uh, I think maybe for the World Cup qualifiers. That that's the well, chat. Biggs, yeah, Alexander's been. Fin- I mean, what, yeah. what a season he had last year. Mm-hmm. I, I know a lot of people going about the back three and Ali McCann and mm-hmm. Kane up front, uh, big Sean Rooney. But Xander Clark was was fantastic last year for St mm-hmm. Johnson and Liam Kelly is another goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. He was on loan last year at Motherwell. Every time I seen Motherwell play, he really impressed me. And now he's up here on a full-time basis, so he's another one that's um, going to be fighting to yeah. get into that. Who that is Scotland the best sport. of the rest? Who do you think? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. And have you ever seen a home debut like Kyogo's or Furuhashi? I see he's Kyogo in the jersey. Celtic fans don't care, Leanne, do they? They think there's something special about this guy and it looks like it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I think he's, he's certainly hit the ground running, which was important. He looks like he, he's got a bit of everything to his game you know his technical ability his finishing ability certainly his fitness levels is at the high end of the game just now that's what everybody needs to um, be producing I think the way that Celtic want to play that's absolutely uh, in the remit and so far it's been uh, very very good for him it'll just be interesting to see if he can sustain that over the course yeah, of the season I was just about to say that Celtic um, fans now will expect that yeah. sort of performance yesterday mm-hmm. against Dundee they'll be expecting that every single week which is impossible to do but one thing about him not just his goals it was his work, his work rate and his, his movement that was the thing that impressed me yesterday about him I love hearing from footballers like yourselves who watch the movement and see it but you know you don't have it's very simple yeah. I mean I was speaking yeah. to Leanne before mm-hmm. we come on there and we were talking about it and it's just the simple wee things that you think to yourself it's the movement is fantastic. Any young striker, just go and watch it. Even in, in Thursday night's game when we watched him, I mentioned to you, Paul, mm. he, even his movements, and he was dictating though where other players should be moving and where they should be He's going. A midfielder's and we, dream, and, and where he wanted the ball to go. Mm. You know, so if he was vacating an area, not necessarily wanting on it, he was showing it. And I, I think that mm. shows real leadership qualities yeah. as well, is that you're unselfish enough to recognise that it's not all about you at times, mm. that he goes and creates that. And mm. he was always available. But you know, yesterday. as a midfielder, a forward with that sort of movement the it relationship is, between yep. the, your 9 and your 10 or your 8 and your 10 and your 9 is so so yep. vital to any that. team the spine of the team is just yeah. is so significant back in the day with Michael Moles mm-hmm. was brilliant his movement yep. was fantastic another player that I love playing with Shot Arvaladze yeah. his, his movement was exceptional 
no the quickest, mm -hmm. but it was all about his timing mm -hmm. the run. Yeah, yep. and very clever. And the retention of the ball as well to work the ball into those areas and for it to stick in mm -hmm. the next link-up play. You know, to create something. I think he showed that in an abundance. But it's yesterday. a midfielder's dream with some of that sort of movement. Um, they make your mind up for you, mm -hmm. and they make your sometimes bad passes into good passes. Mm -hmm. Going to take a quick break. We're taking more calls. Stephen Gerrard's going to look forward to the Malmo game and more from, we'll hear from uh, Tav from the other night, James Tavernier. And we'll hear from Ange Postacoglu speaking about uh, Celtic after the six-goal win. Rangers losing on Saturday. Hearts go joint top, though, after the 2-1 win against St Mirren. What about Saints for this season? Ross County, tough day for them again, losing 3-0 against Hibs. Aberdeen, the late, late show and the late goal, 2-1 against Livy. And St Johnson and Motherwell, a 1 1. It's Go Radio. We're back in just uh, a couple of moments. The Go Radio Football Show, talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Paul Cooney, Leanne Crichton, Barry Ferguson. Chris Boyd joined us from his golf day for the foundation for his charity, doing great work on mental health at Turnbury. Could this be the week that uh, all five Scottish teams in Europe progress to the next round? Let's hope so. We'll take you there. All through the week tomorrow night, Rob McLean will be on with Craig Moore and Marvin Bartley. Wednesday night, Rob with Stephen Cragen and Barry. On Thursday, I'll be here with Davy Proven and Chris Burke. And Friday, Barry, you, me and uh, Mark Guidi, who's down at the golf day today as well. <laughs> Here's uh, Stephen Gerrard looking forward to the match tomorrow night and talking about the opposition. I'm sure their manager has a game plan that he believes in and he's going to try and execute it at, at, at Ibrox. My focus is very much on Rangers, on what we want to do and how we want the game to look. I haven't really given it a thought. We have to be ready to adapt to whatever tactics and game plan Malmo have because they're on the back of a positive result in the first leg. I don't expect too many changes in that department. Here's Jamie, a Rangers fan from Clyde Bank. Good evening, Jamie. All right, guys, how's doing? Well, I'm okay. Leanne's okay, but Barry's in a wee bit of pain. What's happened? No, I just took a bit of cramp there. Um, <laughs> I'm all right. That's just old age, Paul. This okay, is what you need to put it. up with Jamie, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've not experienced that yet. Not yet, Jamie. What age are you? Me, I'm 15. Oh, you're 15. Okay, Jamie. I sound so, old, yeah. I'm 15. Good, strong I'm voice. Uh -huh. yep. Right, Jamie, what, uh, what do you want to say to Leanne and to Barry? Uh, what do you think the score will be tomorrow? What do you think? What do I think personally? Yeah. I think it'll be a close game, but I think if the crowd get behind the fans, it could be a Rangers win. Mm -hmm. Are you going? Uh, no. No. Leanne, can I ask you first, how do you think Rangers are going to approach it then? We heard Stephen Gerrard there speaking about the opposition. I think Rangers have a couple of goals. Um, I think 2-0. Yeah, I, th I think it'll be close mm. in terms of the game mm -hmm. but I think once Rangers get that first goal um, they'll go and see it out and they'll get a second and, and close the game out but I, I don't expect as I mentioned earlier I don't think it'll be an easy night but I certainly mm -hmm. think that Rangers will have, have a bit more and with the crowd behind them as Barry's mentioned they've, they've got to respond you know I would be more than surprised if this Rangers side that we've we've grown accustomed to the way that they perform in, in the last season if they don't rise to the challenge and they don't bounce back after a, a really poor uh, week yeah, Barry. I've got to agree. I, I don't think it's going to be as easy as people think it is. I think you've got to respect it. Malmo are a decent team. They have got some decent players, but I've, I've no doubt in my mind um, what, what Jamie just said there with the fans behind the, the team. And obviously with the, the defeat that's going to hurt the players, they need to bounce back and get a response. And I've no doubt in my mind they will get that vital win and, and go through mm -hmm. and play either Olympiacos or, or Ludigrets. Jamie, mm -hmm. does that give you confidence? Brilliant. 
And did plus, you see the, yeah, the good yeah. thing is as well you've got Haji Balligan, yeah. Sakala, yeah. and Morelos. He played a, a bit of the game against Dundee United. That will benefit Aye. him big time. Another couple of training like sessions. Yeah, you need them starting, Jamie. There's no doubt in my mind. Morelos, we in in a, a Rangers starting eleven. Rangers are a far stronger team. So it was very, but, it was very poor on Saturday, but don't um, give them that. But to be fair, he's just back from isolation. So yeah, there's there's probably a wee bit of obviously with the travelling. He's not been obviously part of the pre-season preparations a bit of rust in us there so you can let him off of that but I think you'll see a different Morelos mm. uh, tomorrow night no doubt about it Leanne if we'd said to you a week ago one of the old firm managers was saying we need to flip the mood you'd have thought right this is obviously it's Celtic but that's what Stephen Gerrard's saying we need to flip the mood and this group haven't experienced that no, you know, for over a year that's how quickly football can change as well it only takes one result two results before the pressure really cranks up and I think that's what, what Rangers haven't experienced in the last probably 18 months you know I think they mm-hmm. managed to get the league done and dusted very early last season there was a huge points deficit um, Celtic were in the decline and a massive decline there was loads of chat and loads of pressure and expectations on them based around what, what was at stake what was at stake in terms of the 10 in a row so I think Rangers have, have now come through that I think they rose to the challenge they got the job done I think there was some incredible performances over the course of the season but that's done now there's a line being drawn underneath that and I think that's it exactly Jamie and I think if anything it's maybe a warning shot that's come it possibly could be the right time for Rangers because if they started the Uh season and and picked up where they had almost left off and and things felt like it was going to be the same Mm. it's absolutely not this is going to be a very different season a very different challenge um, and it's now up to this group of players to go and show and and prove to the Rangers supporters like Jamie um, that they're the real deal and they'll be here to repeat the job that they did last season There's a slight bit of pressure on them now obviously two defeats where the the Rangers fans have been used to Rangers Mm. winning all the time so there's a wee bit of pressure Mm. on them but I'm sure the man Managers would have let them know that, and the only way you can go and do that, yep, and is bounce back and we are right good for a strong performance and a strong win. Jimmy, let's hear from James Tavernier. This was him at full time at Tannadice. More disappointed with the result. Felt that we didn't create enough chances. Be dominant around their final third. It's a game we probably didn't deserve to win, but we didn't deserve to lose. You know, it's one chance, uh, clear chance from them in the second half, and, and it cost us. But, you know, we just got to do better in front of their goal and be more hungry and uh, creating chances. He was asked, is he worried about it? Just one of those days where we didn't create enough chances. But we've got to put this behind us now. We've got a really important game Tuesday. So, you know, this game's obviously disappointing. We didn't get the result that we wanted. We've got to put it in the back of our minds now and uh, fully focus on Tuesday. Leanne, changes maybe? Were you asking? Yeah, I yeah. was just saying to Barry whether I thought there would be changes to the, the lineup. And, mm-hmm. you know, just listening to Stephen Gerrard mentioning that there'd be a few home truths and, and perhaps a, a few players would need to hear it. Um, I just think, you know, I wonder if there's a few players that maybe thought it was going to be an easier season mm-hmm. than it was and he's not mm-hmm. quite seen the response from them. So I don't know what you think, Jamie. Do you think there'll be changes in, in terms of the defensive lineup um, or up I, top? Can you see there being a tweak? I can see, but. I can see Balogun starting to be fair. I can't see Holanda playing because um, usually Balogun does get European ties. Mm-hmm. And I can see maybe Lundstrom getting dropped for maybe an off, like Arfield or something. Yeah, maybe just revert back uh, to a bit of the, the more common team that we would you would have seen uh-huh. last season. And I think Hadji might be back as well, so I'd like to see him in the start, Marvin. Mm-hmm. You thought that, Barry? Perhaps yeah, Hadji might I be think, the, the one that will come in? Yep, yeah, I think Hadji is a real possibility to come into the starting 11 and 
as Jamie just says here, Balligan as well. Balligan's a player I really like. Um, he's never let the team down. Um, but going on, James Tavernier, there's no need to be worried. It's early days. You know what I mean? Just be angry and disappointed about mm. the, the result and performance. What's that, Jamie? Only match day to win the league. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Calm down. Here is Stephen Gerrard about his attacking players. Yeah, look, look I, I've got belief and confidence in all my attacking players that we can go anywhere and score goals. Of course I have. But that's when they're at the best. That's when they're at the best. And that's when we show quality and we force that breakthrough at places like this. Um, credit to Dundee, they defended really well. Um, so if we don't create enough and then um, we don't create clear-cut chances, that's on me and that's on us. And speaking about picking up the team then after that defeat on Saturday. In a perfect world, you want to go in full of confidence on the back of a really strong away performance, but unfortunately we couldn't produce that today. So it's a bigger job for me, me and my staff. We need to get around the boys, pick them up and get them in the best place we can on Tuesday night. Different competition, but this is a moment to reset and then get themselves ready for this big game. Jamie, you heard Barry saying it earlier, if you can't be up for 50,000 people and the chance to get through in the Champions League to the next qualifier, the final one, then you're in the wrong business. Exactly, exactly. But I think with the fans behind the players, full capacity at Ibrox will be rocking and I think we can do it. Scoreline, what do you reckon? Leanne thinks 2-0. I, I would probably go with the same, but if not, I could see it going to extra time maybe. Barry? But I'm going to go. Oh, okay. I'm going to go for a different goal scorer. I can have a funny feeling like I think or something from the bench could make uh-huh. it the difference. Mm-hmm. We had a good pre-season, didn't he? I know that's pre-season, but what do you think, Barry, tomorrow about Itton is going to feature? I don't think he'll start the no. game. Um, there's no doubt in my mind about that. I, I think the front three will be Hadji, Morelos and Kent. I think he'll go back I to the tried and trusted. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I think it's a good shout for Jamie. I think you might see Arfield come back into that midfield um, with Devo and a another. Um, I'm not too sure. That, that Probably Arvibo um, would, would come in. So that would be ma'am. My midfield three, but the the beauty of the Rangers squad just now, as as I said, it's, it's really strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, plenty of options. It's a strong, strong squad. There's real competition for places, um, but that's what I think he'll go with tomorrow night. Leanne, our field for you. Yeah, I think that's a good mm-hmm. shout, and I think Itton coming off the bench, you know, is is probably what you. Uh, I think you might see a bit more of that, and I know I know he won't like it because I think he's one of these players that's pushing for a start. But we touched on it on Thursday night as well. He just doesn't. I think he's a better impact player and gives you more. And because he has that physical presence and, and a bit of an all-rounder, I think there's loads of options there when he comes out. 70 minutes into the game, if you're a defender, you don't want to see a player like Cedric Eaton coming on that's hungry, physical, um, very active. I think he runs loads, makes it very difficult. Um, so I think if the, if it gets to the later stages of the game and, and Rangers are needing a goal, then he's certainly a strong asset to bring on. Here's the manager speaking about the full house tomorrow. Listen, we haven't played in front of a, a full house at Ibrox for a long time, so I'm sure their opinions are maybe from some time ago. I'm not too sure who said it or where it's come from, but it doesn't really interest me. We're re- really looking forward to a full house. Yeah, we've spoke about it for a long time and our fans have been patient on the outside desperate to come in and watch us. I called on them after last week's game. Uh, there was a big turning point in the final moments of the game. Um, and I've called for the Ibrox crowd, so I'm in no doubt that they'll turn up, they'll be full of passion and full of support for the boys. We've got to go and give them a performance to match that. So Barry, obviously he'd been asked, uh, do Rangers have a problem with the crowd because the, you know the seasons before, last season, undefeated well, see, in the league? He's a footballer, yeah. that's what you want to play in front of, packed houses. Yep. That, that's why everybody strives to be a football player growing up, um, to play in front of 52,000. Sure. And certainly 
in Champions League qualifying nights. Um, you, you, you can't beat it. So if I'm in that dressing room, uh, the, the boys will be climbing the walls ready to go out and play. No doubt in my mind about that. Leanne, you were in the Champions League just last year. You were playing in the Champions League yep. uh, with Glasgow City. What's it like with the, the crowds? I know it was during COVID, but during your career. No, it's unbelievable. You know, I think playing in, in any stage in terms of the, the international tournaments that I've played at, I think when the, the big crowds are there and you're talking 30, 40 plus, it's, it makes a difference. You know, I think that's, as a young footballer growing up, that's what you want to play in front of. I think anybody that wants to play in, in front of little crowds or, or feel intimidated by the big stage or um, big stadiums is, is probably in the wrong job. You know, I think if, if you get to there, you want to play in, in front of packed houses and have that noise and energy and feed off of that. What does strike me, is quite funny, is the fact that Stephen Gerrard even mentioned that though, mm -hmm. is that they need the crowds and he's calling on them. Um, I wonder if it's in his mind that he knows how powerful the crowd could be if they don't go off to the right start mm. or the game does maybe go on to the later stages. Um, I think it'll be different. reinforcing the but fact. I think it'll be different because I've missed that mm -hmm. much 18 months yeah. um, being away. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, he wants them to play yeah, the Stephen Gerrard thing, way. See running out when you yep. come out to do your warm-up 40 minutes before the game. The stadium's norm normally a third full. Mm -hmm. I can imagine tomorrow night it's going to be full early doors. Will it be the staggered They'll... arrival times probably still, is there? Or is that gone now? No, it's no. gone. Is it? I think it's opened yeah. up. Oh, right, so okay. get yeah, out early, early and then the fans, I think it'll be jumping early Electric. doors. And that, I get you excited. Yeah. And right, yeah. I, that, that's, um, Jamie, have you got a ticket? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Jamie, have you got a ticket? I'm still trying to get one and I missed this with my mum now, I'm still in my bed. Oh, Jamie, mind you, 15 years. <laughs> 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 You've only waited 18 months, <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> School holidays. Right, what, time? Right, what time did you get up at, Jamie? About half two, and then oh. I missed the general sale, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you sound as if you even deserve a ticket here, Jamie. You're not oh. doing yourself any favours. Up on the oh. PlayStation? What were you playing? Uh, hi. What? What were you playing on the PlayStation? Just a bit of FIFA, you know. Yeah, but yeah, they're all into FIFA. They are, aren't they? The players. I was, yeah, yeah, even the players. Yeah, and even yeah. back when, uh, uh, yep, a few years ago, that's mm -hmm. all they were playing FIFA. Just mm -hmm. something that never. No. I, I just couldn't get into. But <laughs> Jamie, Listen, Jamie, it their own. good call. Age fifteen, I think you'll be on the radio in a couple of years, Liam. What do you reckon? Absolutely, yeah. great call tonight, Half Jamie. Well yeah. done. Get me on, get me a job. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get up in time, there's no chance. <laughs> oh. you, you can make it for five o'clock. Oh, you're right, yeah. aye. This might suit you, actually. <laughs> Jamie, are you worried? Yeah, okay. No, let me ask you something. Are you worried with Celtic's performance yesterday? 6 0? I'm not ill. <laughs> they, think, they think they won 6 0 yesterday and they think they've won the league. Well, I don't think it's <laughs> anyone thinking they won the league, but a bit of competition, the rivalry, that's what, that, that's what you want, isn't it? There's a bit of confidence yeah. anyway, there's, isn't there's it? No, there's no competition in that. Angie's got no clue what he's doing. The oh, I think, yeah, come on, Jimmy. The, the best okay. of it is yeah. the, the two Edinburgh sides are, yeah. are up the top. Right. What's that, Leanne? Sorry. The, the best yeah. of it is the two Edinburgh sides are up the top. Unbelievable, isn't yeah. it? That's right. what you want. Jimmy, see, he's a Rangers course, player, yeah. but yeah. listen, see when the boys come into training this morning, they'll, they'll be talking and thinking, listen, mm. hey, look, decent result. Mm. We're, we've got a bit of competition um, this season. Because last year, let's be honest with you, Rangers blew them away. Mm. Um, and that's what you want as a player. Mm -hmm. You don't. Sure. You just don't, don't want it to be easy. Yep. But Jamie's just said Ange Postacoglu doesn't have a clue. <laughs> I think Barry, you you're impressed. It's very early days. It's two oh, it's games and all the rest. Listen, it's still yeah, early. It's sure. similar. Listen, I've been impressed with the way he talks. There's no doubt about it. You see the way he wants to play football. And on the hand, Rangers getting a defeat against Dun United. Yeah. People are, are going a bit over the top. Still early days. 
Jamie, thanks for the call. We'll speak to you during the season. The Go Radio Football Show, talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Football season well and truly underway. Leanne, it feels as though it's never been away with the Euros and everything. Enjoying it so far and looking forward to your season with uh, your new club, Motherwell. Yeah, of course. No, I think it, the, the summer was nice to have the Euros. The Olympics has then mm. broke it up for a bit, but I don't really think there's actually been a break at all. So, no, it's been excellent being back out at the games as well. Um, being in here with you guys, being across it pre-season in terms of the women's game is underway. Or, um domestic season will kick off next week in the League Cup so I'm looking forward to that a different season for me in, in terms of my role in, in remit but one that I'm looking forward to and, and we'll look to embrace but no it's, we love the football I and I think being at the... how does it feel and on a side good uh, yeah. be, maybe better than I thought it was was going to feel in I always spoke to Barry and said I don't know if I would enjoy it. I think the conversations that, that we had previously over the last couple of years when um, I've maybe spoke to him for a bit of advice and we've discussed football and I never really thought if it you know, was going to be for me or not but the opportunity was there and presented itself and whether the, the dynamic has been right and the decision and the time around it it's all kind of fallen into place and as I mentioned on Thursday the, the, the team have been really receptive um, we're in a good place I think we'll, we'll only get better as, as time goes on and for me personally I still feel good I think I've got a, a bit left in my legs this season that I can go and offer that and contribute and be on the pitches as much as I need to be so no it's, it's been nice It's a brilliant job see coaching it's got its ups, ups and downs there's, there's no doubt about it obviously winning losing I'm a bad loser and being in the managerial side it's making decisions with players whether to play them maybe they don't fit your kind of way of playing and you need to let them go or let freeing people for their contracts mm. that's the bit that I, I don't enjoy but listen you've done the right thing you've got great experience in the game see, and you'll find it at part time as well you see loads of parts of the game that you, you would never know exist as a player you're, you're spoiled mm. you, you just turn up you train for example. you play you go home I think just the logistical side of the game that we're dealing with at times you know the pitches and the facilities and the GPS and the kit and we're the trying buses, to put things the coaches, in nutritional yeah. side of the mm-hmm. game that you try and improve for the players so there's loads of elements I told that you, you welcome that in mad world. But, <laughs> but it, you know for a yeah. period of time that's that's nice you know whether it feels like a honeymoon period just now and at some point that'll wear off I'll, I'll get it back to you and you'll find might end up as grumpy as this guy <laughs> next to me <laughs> no a successful would be alright though wouldn't it some players are around Messi's available I know there was all the, the things in social media at the weekend putting David on the Martindale local teams. was, was ah, looking to sign yeah. him wasn't he was he? Yeah. post game interview yeah. Messi, PSG and what about Romelu Lukaku on his way it looks like back uh, back over hey, here to Chelsea Chelsea yeah. let him go yeah. and I don't know for what price but now they're buying him back for 97.5 million we'll call it 100 million yeah, yeah just call it's it 100 money. million yep and wages on top mm. of that it's it's ridiculous money but he is a top striker there's, there's no doubt about it I mean he had a tough time at Man United mm. He goes away into Milan and produces the goods. He's still number one striker for Belgium. And I think Chelsea are getting a top striker. I saw him playing for Everton just before he went to Man U. And Edouard reminded me of him. Just He had slowed down. He, just, he didn't look as interested. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there he is now, a £98 million or £97 million player. No, I think he's, player. Been, he's been one of those players that's probably went through different stages yeah. in his career where he's looked very good. And, and then there was the expectation and whether he struggled to live up to that expectation. Um, as Barry mentioned, he's gone away. He looks like a different player. I think over the last three or four seasons, he's looked incredible. I think he's, he's been up there, Belgium, one of the top sides. Um, and now to, to begin back to your former club for. <laughs> 
a price tag of almost 100 wow. million is just unreal crazy isn't it yeah. back here top of the table then on six points Hibs, Aberdeen and Hearts then come Celtic Rangers Dundee United on three points St Johnson on two points and then the rest on one point that's Motherwell St Mirren Ross County and Dundee but not Livingston they've still to get uh, a point team of the weekend would it be Celtic would it be Dundee United or Leanne you'd someone else maybe team of the weekend Hibs yeah I think Hibs yeah, yeah producer James yeah. was was mentioning Hibs I think there's a few you know I mm. think when you look at the, the fixture list just now and the period of time that, that clubs are going through you know I think the Dundee United result is massive for mm. them you know I think last week a lot of people spoke and I was probably one of them maybe worried for Dundee United mm. off the back of the performance and, and the players that they've got and they New just manager. didn't look yeah and loads of questions you know probably unfairly pointed at, at Thomas Courts but they responded really really well to that criticism and, and the pressure that they were under to go and pull off a, a result like that against Rangers was massive I think Hibs are a strong contender again whether they can hold on to their, their key players in the transfer window will be huge I think it will define their season if they can keep that group together um, I think they can really kick on and, and achieve something brilliant because they're a young hungry squad but they've got a good balance with some really experience within that as well and goal scorers and you know attacking midfielders and real out and out defenders so there's a, a, a strong network within that hip side but um, Celtic you know to, to go and blow Dundee away six goals and, and Kyogo uh, scoring a hat-trick as well it would be hard to overlook it Looking away from Celtic or Rangers just now obviously it wasn't Rangers weekend Barry what about Hibs? I mean they could lose one or two of the players but they've got so many they've got a um, He's so got a strong squad, Jack yeah. Ross. There, very strong squad, um, and they're enjoyable to watch. Mm. And I know a lot of people go on about the younger players, but um, it's Boyle. Boyle's mm. the one that goal machine. Yeah, yeah, he is a goal machine. And for me, he's got he's matured wage. Mm. He's got better wage. Um, Boyle, he's a real threat going forward. But what I love about him is the, the dirty side of the game. His he's work ethic off the ball is brilliant. So they've got, I mean, it's going to be an interesting chase for me. Mm. Look, it's going to come down to Rangers and Celtic. There's sure. no doubt in my mind about that. Um, but third place, there's going to be an interesting fight. Is it going to be Hibs again, mm. who, who finished third last year? Mm. Aberdeen, real good performance last week against Dundee United. It's a tough place to go to Livingston mm -hmm. um, and get the results. That's a massive three points. Um, but look, Hibs are... Hibs are a good team to watch I'll be honest with you I enjoy watching Hibs and for Hearts a 2-1 win at St Mirren yeah. Halliday scoring Andy Halliday and Liam Boyce yeah listen Liam Boyce is a, a player again he's a proven goal scorer mm. um, but what a great start from Hearts um, promoted into the, the Premier League again great result against Celtic uh, deserved and St Mirren's a tough place to go Jim Goodwin's got a good team there um, it's always a, a tough place to pick up three points so that's a great three points for Hearts and a great start to the season I think Hearts are going about their business quietly uh, and I listened to Robbie Nielsen pre-game uh, on Saturday and I think he was asked in terms of a transfer budget was there, was there money there to spend and he said there was you know they'd be looking to try and bring in one or two hopefully before the window closes and I, I think that could be significant because they've started really well I think they've gone about their business quietly um, they've come up as a newly promoted side I don't think realistically there's any huge expectations on them this season you know because it would be unrealistic no. I, I think to expect too much but they are a top side and they're a side that, that have been up there at the top end of the table for a long long time you know so you would expect them to want to get there as quickly as they possibly can so I think if Robbie Nielsen can get one or two in you might mm -hmm. see Hearts pushing for that third spot as well a big plus for Hearts is John Suter yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah, listen to horrific yep. Achilles mm-hmm. injuries to come back for that. And for me, if you get him up and running, running games, he's he's a, a top centre half and a, for me, a future Scotland centre half. Mm-hmm. So on Friday we spoke about St Johnson. What a performance mm-hmm. in Europe. Um a motherwell, they'd be so pleased to get that goal, at least get a point and get off the mark. Yeah, it's always important that you go off the mark as quickly as possible. You don't want to go mm-hmm. Three, four, five, six weeks mm. we we no getting any points. So that that was important for for Mother. A good point going up to McDermott Park. Um, what a result for St Johnson. We spoke about it on Friday. Mm. Yeah, going over to Galatasaray and see to be honest with you, I hope I would love to see them get through that tie because they deserve it. Because what a season they had last year. Cup winners, uh, double cup winners, mm. should I say? And if you'd says to me at the start of the season that St Johnson would have been uh, double cup winners. I'd have thought you were crazy because they struggled at the start of the season. Mm-hmm. So all credit to Callum, backroom staff and the players. Um, and certainly for the turn of the year, they've been fantastic. And they've carried on for where they left off last season. Great point. They were the only challenge to Rangers because, you know, Celtic it fell away very early. But in the two cups, it was St Mirren. It's only a couple of minutes left. Let's go back to well, the result of the weekend in terms of the goals. It was Celtic 6-0. It's hard to believe. 10 goals in three days for Celtic. Um that's in, and that's what you need though you know you need confidence you need goal scorers you need that to filter throughout the side um, you need goals all over the pitch and I think they're starting to see that now and I think the remit that, that Ange Postecoglou had and the pressure that he'll have been under um, whether he would acknowledge it or not I think it's it, it is a really important result you know and it's an impressive result considering the, the pressure and expectation that he's, he's facing right now in a short period of time Right at the end then Edward he wanted to take the penalty would it be his last goal at Celtic? It's fine I mean you know Liel uh, he's another one he's only 19 he's adjusted really well and um, I think he was just keen to get a goal today uh, Odson being the elder statesman in, in, in life sometimes you've got to defer to that and uh, Liel did today but no no dramas I mean he heard the penalty uh, it was a great run in behind and again he had another great game The elder statesman, statesman. he's not peaked yet though has he Barry? You didn't like that earlier about peaking no, I'm not sure when people say they're, they're in their peak. Yeah. Um, when is their peak? Yeah. All players are different. Is that because yeah. you felt all the time you're so focused, so professional, so talented, but you always felt this is my peak. Yeah, I just listen. It's something that I always mm-hmm. hear people saying. No, oh, he's going into his peak of his career. They're getting a player at the peak of their career. I've never really bought into that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just my opinion I don't know what Leanne thinks I think about it can that. be different I think even in terms of where you play your football you know mm. you could just have a really good couple of years at the team and the players around you make you better or make you feel good but I would agree with Barry I think I've always probably enjoyed my career I don't think there's been really any spells that you look back and think you were you were rotten <laughs> <laughs> or maybe other people would disagree <laughs> Rangers will be looking forward to tomorrow night. We'll build up to the game just before kickoff. Here's Stephen Gerrard to pick up the team. It's been a perfect world. You want to go in full of confidence on the back of a really strong away performance, but unfortunately we couldn't reduce that today. So it's a bigger job for me, me and my staff. We need to get around the boys, pick them up and get them in the best place we can on Tuesday night. Different competition, but this is a moment to reset and um, get themselves ready for this big game. So Leanne, what will he be saying to them tomorrow night? I don't think he'll need to say much, Paul, if I'm being honest. I think, as Barry mentioned, the noise in the stadium. I think when the players go out for that warm-up tomorrow, they'll know exactly what it's all about and they need to go and get the job done. Yep, I, I, I think it'll be a very short team talk. Listen, listen to all the noise after the game at Tannadice. Um, people know too happy with them. Let's go and give a reaction 
in the right reaction that's getting a win and a good performance and your scoreline what do you think Barry? I agree with Leanne I think yep. it'll be a couple of goals but I don't it'll be a tough game I don't think it's going to be like they're going to run over the top of them because mm-hmm. um, we've got you've got to respect who you come up against and if you look in the past that they have um, played some big games I've got big game big game players also mm-hmm. good experience um, so as long as Rangers go out and respect them and approach it in the right manner Rangers will go through that's it from us. We're back tomorrow night with Rob, with Oz, and with Marvin. Thanks, Leanne. Thanks, Barry. See you tomorrow at five. The Go Radio Football Show, talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five.